0: Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart
1: Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen.
0: Yeah, and tonight it's our annual Awards (laughs) Floptacular.
1: Yep. Yep, (laughs) I think I see Stuart walking down the red
0: carpet wearing a tuxedo t shirt.
2: As a character in a
0: slob versus snobs
1: comedy. Which one would I be? <laughs> here's Elliot with his dress backpack on. Bedazzled with thousands of emeralds. <laughs>
0: So let's join the
1: Floptacular <laughs> inside. <laughs> no, no, no,
2: no,
0: it's, that's the 4th of July, I don't
2: know. So before we get started, like before the Oscars, they have like, you know, they show people walking on the red carpet. And they also showed, uh, they had that Barbara Walters special, I do you guys.
1: I saw 10 seconds of it.
2: Okay. Did you see the part with Hugh Jackman, uh, that's
1: Wolverine? Gave her lap dance? Yeah, gave That's her the her only lap part I saw.
2: yeah. It was really weird.
1: It was creepy and gross, but not as bad as Barbara Walters pole dancing with Demi Moore the year that striptease came out.
2: Yeah, I guess you're probably right. Uh, it's it's basically like trying to decide which uh, type of shit smells worse. But the mm. eloquent
1: Flophouse Awards Floptacular. <laughs> so uh,
0: I know why everyone's tuning in tonight to hear everyone's tuning in to think to hear what we thought about the frocks. Who was the best and worst dressed? <laughs> oh, that's
2: what
1: you're talking about. <laughs> the all oh, the petticoats, <laughs> um, trousseaus.
0: Yep. Everyone, everyone. You might think uh, that the looks were uh, retro, but they're actually futuristic. Actually
1: futuristic. Uh, I mentioned that I thought that was funny to a coworker of mine, and she said, "No, but that's true. It was futuristic. It wasn't retro." And I said, "Oh, it still was funny." And she said, "And she's and we got into an argument." Really? Yeah.
0: Was there like a fist fight in the Daily Show corridor? It was not a
1: fist fight. It was just a verbal sparring, and then I left.
2: Huh. At at my job, uh, in a store filled with um, guys playing miniature games, uh, war
1: games... So was that like Pocket Tetris? Yes. We we didn't (laughs) uh, didn't really talk about the the dresses very much, Mm.
0: sadly. What did you talk about with the Oscars?
2: Um, We talked about Basically everyone just talked about Heath Ledger And why he deserved to win it for Dark Knight
0: Mm. Which he did
2: Yeah That's about it
0: So that was a really short conversation.
2: It was, but uh, then guys were talking about how Iron Man should have won for visual effects. Basically anything that was somewhat genre-related.
1: I imagine a lot of conversations in in your workplace go like this.
2: Pew, pew, pew.
1: Oh, you got my guy. Pew, pew. I'll stop him. (laughs) (laughs) And then you make like... (laughs) Like that's a horse.
2: Uh, Folks, uh, don't let (laughs) Elliot fool you. He actually is at my shop every other day.
1: Painting my mini- my miniatures. Yep. My miniatures. Yep. Uh, well, let's... let's uh, The Oscars, how do we think Hugh, J- Huge Jackman did? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh... Does he
1: get a thumbs up or a flop down?
0: Austin. I, yeah, uh...
1: He's from Australia.
0: When he was actually on stage, I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think
1: he had to go backstage and take some morphine every now and then to feed some addiction he might have. Because he was absent for long periods of time. But he was very good.
0: I mean, I enjoyed the opening number, and, uh...
1: With the crowd. <laughs> well, I I just am glad that in the musical, the big musical medley, salute to music and songs, they chose as many songs that were written for stage shows that were later adapted into films as possible, and as few songs written for the screen as possible. Yeah, because I love been... I love those original musicals like chicago Uh and uh west side story Story and uh that that song from moulin rouge and you know all these songs that were written for movies only it's like the oscars forgot what they were about that would win our
0: oscar for part of the oscars that seems to be from a different show that's only
1: the second worst part of the oscars though the worst being the 2008 yearbook
2: what, what are you talking about, like the bits where they showed, like, hey, remember, there were action movies that came yeah, out? Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but it was nice to see Death Race got a little
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was. But, uh, yeah, but I thought the musical number at the top was very good, the Hugh Jackman musical number. Even the jokes that didn't work, I thought were still amusing, yeah. and I liked the whole bit about how he didn't see the reader, because I thought that was funny.
0: So we're in agreement. And then
1: the ceremony went downhill.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, I
2: it was, think... It was pretty fast, though. I mean, they didn't, like, far around.
1: No, except for the Salute to 2008, parts 1 through 10.
2: Yeah, that's true. Now, the, the weird bits were, like, in those Salute, salute to 2008 moments. There were yeah. action movies. There was...
1: Comedies, movies, romance.
2: Romance, that's...
1: that's animation. Like animation. Basically, like, where are our profit sectors? Yeah. Hollywood, Inc. Let's take a look at what our profit sectors are and make sure they're represented at the... Hollywood awards.
0: Well, for to me, to me, uh, the one that seemed the strangest was the romance one, because animation, you know, like there, there are very few animated films released in a uh, year compared to other, compared to live action movies, and so you can sort of encapsulate that in yeah. one montage. I saw more I of. I saw uh-huh. more of
1: Space Chimps in that montage than I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, action films are basically sort of accepted as their own genre. You know, comedy likewise. Whereas romance, you know, usually it's an element of a larger picture. You know, like there are, you know, romantic comedies or romantic dramas, romantic but, action movies, but most like Tango
1: the, and Cash.
0: <laughs> the story of uh, the love between a straight laced cop and the cop and on his the loose edge.
1: cannon partner. And uh, romantic animated films like Fritz the Cat. Mm hmm. But so and many, the nine lives of Fritz the Cat.
0: So many of the things in cool the romance uh, montage were just... <laughs> Like the romantic subplot from movies that were not. I
1: think literally what they were thinking was, we need something for girls also. We've got animation, comedy, which has become a man's game, except for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, basically. We're like, do watch movies. Either. And uh, action. We need some ladies' movies in here, so we'll have kissing and what and shit, yeah, and then I mean, ladies I mean, will I like think that.
2: Had to cross off a couple of potential categories like movies with horses, <laughs> <and> rainbows. <laughs> The Zach Efron
1: montage. Movies about parties and party dresses. Well, that's like what, We uh, all have girlfriends or wives. Strange like as it is to believe.
0: What happened uh last year when uh, your boss hosted when you had the joke montages.
1: And those um well the the idea was that the, the it was tributes to very specific things that were mm-hmm. kind of cliches in movies. But this was um it was almost like they saw that and they were like, Alright, we'll go the opposite. Mm-hmm. but only in 2008 like if there's anything that the movies have created in the human mind it's the idea of this idea of romance that is very much a film creation romance has existed through the ages you know but like Film romance is a very specific tell, thing. tell, <laughs> Ever since the first caveman lit the first candle, romance has been a part of the human condition. Flash forward to ancient Babylonia. The, but like, but films are known for their... like. If there's anything that they've been known for for their entirety since the silent era, it's the idea of romance. So to limit it to 2008 seems crazy.
0: You were saying during the show that... They were interested in just getting rid of any sense of film history. Well, it was the only, the only
1: until the very end when they were like, "This year's best picture nominees remind us of older films that will cut in with them." Yeah. Uh, except for that, it was almost like they were trying to tell you the only thing you need to know about the past in movies is that awards have been given out in the past. You don't need to know about the movies. Hollywood is about the Academy Awards, and occasionally it makes movies. And 2008 was the greatest year in Hollywood history. Let's look back at all the amazing movies that came out, like Death Race and The Tale of Despero. Yep. you know and high school musical whatever you know yep. i Wars. mean that's what it is is they were saying in clone war they were saying here's the stuff you didn't see in the theaters you should rent it now the same way that at the credits they had the you know the shots from movies coming out this year but you yeah, by the way i got in case you guys didn't know we got more movies coming out don't <laughs> worry these weren't the only movies there's more where this came from oh boy you know <laughs> yeah. if you thought
2: these ones were good
1: Wait till you get a load of 2009. Oh, gee!
2: The year of romance pictures.
1: <laughs> so it was. It was just like a very. It was a. Str- it was a very mixed up Oscars. It was in in terms of the set and having the and the way they did the music. They were going for an old Hollywood 30s vibe, but they refused to admit that they were movies. I except ones that starred people who are dead now. Like in the in memoriam section, I was surprised they actually showed clips from movies.
0: Well, those were a few of the things that I liked. I mean, they did try and change things up, and some of the changes I thought were good, and some of them were bad. Some worked, yeah. were bad. And I, I liked the set in general. I thought it was a more interesting set, a more intimate set.
1: It didn't have any giant Oscars yeah. looming over people ready to crush them.
2: Didn't it have, like, a pink rainbow over the stage, though?
1: It was a Swarovski crystal curtain. Yeah. Okay. It's a curtain made of Swarovski crystals. It With was great. Th-
2: lights behind them.
1: It was kind of funny. The Hugh Jackman uh, thing was all about the budget's really low, low this year, so I made all my own props to use underneath this Swarovski crystal curtain, <laughs> this billion-dollar set. The, uh, the,
2: the the one thing about that, that montage about like the people who died or whatever. Yeah. Um, was they while, while you were watching it, like the camera kept kind of like zooming and like moving and it, yeah.
1: I felt like I was no, watching was Tech terrible. TV or G Four or whatever they call it now, where it's like, now we're gonna go or CNN. They do it too, like zoom in on the screen and then zoom away from the screen. I mean, it's like, please just
0: use show me the screen. We were watching this on a fairly, you know, large flat screen.
1: Don't be modest, Dan. Your uh, TV is a hundred inches. No,
0: but it's a it's a reasonably large uh, high definition television, <laughs> and we the were, highest
1: definition. And we were possible
0: not 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 true at all,
1: but. <laughs> We were
0: watching it in HD, and we we still had a hard time the reading the names. of the It was so defined, a who... high level
1: of definition. But yeah, we had trouble reading who was who some of the people were, and just like getting a good look at them. You know, it's yeah. I, I you start would... off you start off with Sid Charisse, one of the most beautiful women in history, and the camera's so far back that you can't see what she looked like. What she famous for is her gams. You can't see her gams. You know, what's I the deal? Seen Come on, and
0: I was saying it was as if. Well,
1: go rent "Singing in the Rain" or, uh, <coughs> you know, silk stockings or the bandwagon. You'll be in Gam City. We like
2: that show, silk
1: Stockings? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Spells differently. Silk <laughs> no, but I was not I, USA's silk stockings. It was like the director forgot that
0: this was a television show and that what was on the screen on stage could fill up the whole screen for the viewers at home. But even but they were trying to capture instead. <laughs> What would the experience be like to be in the theater On a looking boat. at a screen?
1: <laughs> On a boat that keeps going back and forth. it <laughs> keeps listing back and forth <laughs> or it, violently. Or it was the same way when they're like, I want to show the nominee and also the older, the, the previous winner who's paying tribute to the nominee. Let's put them in a tiny double box with a huge mosaic around them of... of uh, <laughs> moments from this year's <laughs> films, and we'll have Kung Fu Panda jumping in the air biting something every time so that Elliot can't pay attention to what's being said, because he keeps being distracted by how goofy Kung Fu Panda is. It was a plot against you. It was, yeah. Gil, Cates or whoever, was like, I don't want Elliot to be able to pay attention to this. Spe- uh... Speaking of you, Elliot. Hey, uh... sure! Speak of me. We haven't talked about who won yet, also. We no, 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 I just want that.
0: to break in and say, Elliot worked on the Oscars in, <laughs> in a in, I'm some, so in much. some capacity in the in the past.
1: I worked in a larger capacity a couple years ago than I did last year. Um, still a little bit last year.
0: But I want to mention that because um, we did talk about this last year on our awards floptacular. However, that was back in the days when our sound was occasionally sort of dicey, and that was the diceiest sound of any episode, I believe. The Andrew Dice Clayest yeah. sound. So if you want to retell any Oscar anecdotes at any point, I would encourage you to do so because I feel like no one can hear them in okay. the previous I don't episode. It. Yeah, frankly, I mean, we don't <laughs> listen to anything you say.
1: I know, well, yeah, if you did, you wouldn't let me talk on as long as I do in each of these. Uh, I don't really remember any anecdotes in particular. I mean, I didn't get to go to L.A. for the Oscars. I worked on stuff in New York. The I mean, the first year I worked on it was with the, the Brokeback Mountains years, so I did that that I co-produced the gay cowboy montage, but the gay cowboy montage—the only exciting thing about that, I guess—we spent a lot of time working on the sound mix for that. A lot. We rented all the movies. We were using uh, sound from this particular music catalog. A lot of the, Some of the movies were tapes from my collection that didn't look that great because...
0: Taped off of television. Taped off
1: television because the movies were not available to us on DVD. And you'd think the Oscars would be like, whatever, we'll get you the original film elements. you know. But no, of course not. And we worked a lot of, on the sound mix to get it all working right. And then it was like a little too long. So the editors of the Oscars were like, ah, I guess I'll just pull this chunk out here. So there's this big like, in the sound when it goes from one song to another really... Bluntly, and we were all really pissed off, and we were like, "Wow, the guys at the Oscars didn't really put that much work into <laughs> m- into massaging this." But the other funny thing was, uh, we uh, the last clip in it involved Gregory Peck and Charlton Heston from the movie The Big Country, where Gregory Peck uh, is leaving, and Charlton Heston I forget which one says to the uh, like Charlton Heston says like you didn't you didn't have to come say goodbye, and Charlton Heston's in his uh, long underwear, and Gregory Peck goes, "The kind of goodbye I had in mind would take a little more room," and then Charlton Heston just smolders at him and then gets up off the bed he's sitting on and we cut it there and apparently the whole time we were really worried that john wayne's family uh his son in particular runs a company called wayne enterprises which is the same oh, name as Batman. batman's company and they're very protective of his copyrighted image so we were like oh we're gonna get a lot of trouble from the duke's people or i guess they just say duke's people they didn't call him the duke they do get a lot of trouble from john wayne's people they're gonna be unhappy they won't like this the idea that he's gay da 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 and then we had no problem at all but gregory peck's widow was very unhappy with the uh, implication that he was gay (coughs) i'm coughing so much that his character was gay in this scene and so apparently the president of the academy and like the gil cates the producer had to go out and visit uh, gregory peck's widow and just be like listen let's just give us permission you know don't worry about it it's not it's not such a big deal and she said okay but uh and magic happens. I loved the idea that, like, oh, I watched this movie on a tape in my house, and I marked this scene as seeming kind of homoerotic, and as a result, the president of the academy has to go talk, has to go drive oh. over to Gregory Peck's <laughs> widow's house and sit in her living room and explain to her that, like, it's okay. He won't. People won't really think you're. Late husband, the beloved screen actor, was gay.
0: You know, and that was one of the uh, best received parts of that Oscars. If not, if not the best received,
1: part. I thought we did a very like to to my own horn. I thought we did a very good job, and I was very proud of it afterwards. And you know, it was a it was about a month's worth of work that went into it. So, I think,
2: I think Crash winning uh, best picture was the, most, was the best received. <laughs> that was the highlight. Yeah.
1: <sighs> oh geez, if only you'd made like
2: a I don't know like a gay racism montage instead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> People appearing, uh, so much gay racism. People, (laughs) tearing the world apart. A tribute to Hollywood racism.
0: (laughs) Old Hollywood racism, and it's got uh, Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's, and
1: just characters from In the Heat of the Night, and don't they burn in hell?
0: (laughs) So you're going different ways with it. You guys are talking about, like, movies about racism. Not <laughs> oh, I'm talking oh, no, about just depictions. Oh, about, yeah,
1: well, so you know, like oh, well, what's it, and uh, step and fetch it and people like that, you yeah, could say. Exactly. The crows and Dumbo hey. are not necessarily racist. All right, well, heckle and but. Jar Jar Binks is racist. He's incompetent. The crows <laughs> yeah, are maybe the smartest characters in that entire film. You
0: know who I think I always, like, thought was more racist than Jar Jar Binks, though? Like Jar Jar the trade federation guy. guys? Yeah, the trade federation guys. Like the Asian <laughs> trade federation oh, guys. Oh, I it. Well, <laughs> And you know the...
1: The slaveholder as well. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, the, uh, the vaguely Middle Eastern Jewish slaveholder. Oh, holder. yeah, yeah,
0: like the, the guy who owns <coughs> the... Uh,
1: hey, what do you do? You here? want I should give you any again? <laughs> this I can take or I can leave. Baruch atah adonai, Elohim, malika, Olam. Shalom. All right. Next okay. year in Jerusalem to ween. <laughs> Be quieter with your Judaism. You're we're peeking. Sorry, I'm peeking. To I'll move my microphone farther away. Uh, I'm just so loudly Jewish. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. But but the, it seems like the I mean the Oscar montage of this year. I don't know that they were that much harder to put together because I'm sure they just used screeners sent out from the studios. I don't and, even think
0: that they have like electronic press kits. They just oh like, yeah,
1: that's true. They strung together a bunch EPK, of press as we kids. call them. And then there was that that one at the end where it was like. Here's The Reader, and now here's The Graduate, and here's another movie about an older girl and a, and a young guy, and here's some Holocaust movies. Like, the idea that, like, movies remind us of other movies. So let's show you some.
2: I mean, not, not to defend The Reader unnecessarily, like, I think...
1: Stuart loves The Reader.
2: Every single thing they showed about it, like, highlighted the elements of the movie that I felt were the least interesting. Like, the Holocaust angle and the older woman with a younger man i felt those two things were like easily the least interesting elements of the reader and yet but those are the
1: most the most easily explainable and graspable and describable yeah that's that's true i mean the fact also that every movie seems to be being sold right now as a thriller the reader is being described as a thriller. It's not Benjamin Button's being dis- being made to look like a thriller, in its commercials make like, the is least. Is he
2: getting older or younger? You'll never know until. Well, that end. was the funny thing. <laughs> like, who's that baby? Is it Benjamin Button? Will Will <laughs> Will
0: Smith? Benjamin comes Baby, and he does this whole long speech about action films because he's introducing the uh, the visual effects awards and then there's um, only three things nominated and one of them is the curious case of benjamin
1: button
2: an action film yeah
1: not an in action film <laughs>
2: there's so much action in it
1: they like he gets older there are times While watching watch, there are times watching know. benjamin button where it feels like a tarkovsky movie or like a matthew barney movie like just like things moving slowly at least matthew barney has that that horse race in Craymaster 3 with the dead horses running whatever you guys are <laughs> yeah we've watched the entire cremaster cycle <laughs> those are you guys obviously di- weren't with me and my friend brock the day we went to the guggenheim and watched all the Master movies in a row it was oh, great how it was long like, was that it's about seven to nine hours i think oh, oh geez, it's way more than seven yeah. it's about nine hours i think uh yeah, anyway you guys yeah. don't want to come with me when the film forum runs the human condition trilogy again all in one day i roll my eyes. 10 hours of film i roll
0: my eyes but then i remember that stewart wins <laughs> all of the lord of the ring movies back to back in their extended cut
2: in, in the theater, yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. I'd do it again, too.
1: But, okay, it, I, I guess... Well, a lot of, I, I heard a lot of complaints at work today about the Oscars that it was, like, too cheesy, which I feel it is not... Sense. like these sense. Like, these actors think they're so important. They talk about this as if it matters. And it's like, well, it's an award show for movies. Like, you might as well talk about it as if it matters. I
2: mean, it was a very actor... Focused Oscars—the way yeah. they had to like, to like, celebrate every performance. Type thing. But it's,
1: I think, but it's—I mean, like, you it, there's a—I like a certain amount of Hollywood glamour. Like, I wouldn't have liked it if it was a super stripped down Oscars where they just gave out awards and didn't do anything. I feel like it was a mixed bag this year for that reason.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you don't like watching actors celebrating themselves, well, don't watch the
0: fucking Oscars. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that said, I did like that uh, they seemed to be making a stab at. Um, you know, honoring they... writing a little bit more.
1: <laughs> for a, for a moment, I imagined the crypt keeper co-hosting this podcast. They did make a stab at honoring biting, <laughs> a little gore.
0: We're gonna do that someday. We're gonna just in character. One of us is gonna be the crypt keeper for an entire
1: episode. That'd be awesome. Just I'll stay out of that. One day, I was, I was crypt when. <laughs> when Stewart's Away, uh, we'll do me and you, Dan, and the Crypt Keeper hosting an episode.
0: But no, I the I thought that the Tina Fey, Steve Martin thing where they actually showed the um, the script pages was kind of nice. The I mean, only
1: problem with that, though, it was a good idea, was that the clips they showed in at least two of them, the actors were not on book. They were changing the wordings of the script as it was shown on screen. Right. So it's like, this, without the script, we could never make a movie. The script is everything. Now watch some actors have their way with the script and change the way. Like, before we can say, that's all you got? a writer has to sit down and write is this the amount that you have and only this you know like it's <laughs> well but i mean without a baseline to work off of
0: we can assume that in a lot of those ca- cases the writer was on set rewriting no, i it would wasn't. just
1: i would just say pick pick like do the work of picking an example where the words on screen match what's being said
0: right but in theory it was nice it was a nice idea that's true they're showing that these movies don't just appear out of nowhere that someone actually wrote them you know, and writers, by all accounts, get almost no respect, in and Hollywood. they
1: and never have. They never have yeah, gotten any overrated. respect. What, right? <laughs> yeah. That's contrarian, Stewart. But I mean, that's the. It was. It was a nice idea that they said, like, writing is important. You know, as opposed to maybe. Maybe that was in the guild settlement. Like, you guys don't get any new media shares, but we will say writing is important at the Oscars. I yeah. thought that was a neat idea, showing showing like reading out the descriptions. I just wish it was. It matched what was on screen.
2: I liked all the music.
1: Did you? Even when it was playing, when people were talking?
0: Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say I actually did like the um, smaller uh, jazz combo, but. It was very strange when it was uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Daniel Craig.
1: Without makeup we wouldn't have dun 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 <laughs> dun yeah,
0: like a really, da, 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 da. really fast jazz tune in the background. It just seems like someone left the radio on.
1: <laughs> I thought though, Sarah Jessica Parker and Daniel Craig, someone matched those two up in a film. <laughs> Chemistry.
2: Sex in the City three. Bond
1: in the City. I like it. Mm-hmm. Sex on the James Bond? Done. If John Hamm and Tina Fey can appear on screen together, then Daniel Craig and uh, uh, then San Jessica hello. <laughs>
2: What's old is that? Ah, well,
1: there's a- that. That's my Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh my god, I thought
2: she was in the room. She sounds
1: oh. like a barn owl. I would have just whinnied. <laughs> Ouch, wow. Oh, I'm not making fun geez, of her man, appearance. Yikes. Oh, Shh, oh. wow. I was just going to say
2: that Mandy Broderick looks really old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: Ooh, That's okay. terrible.
2: <laughs> I really like to see a uh, remake of Ferris Bueller's Day Off with old Matthew Broderick. Why play. would they
1: do that? Playing with the the principal? <laughs>
2: no, playing Ferris. Bueller. Why would you do that? <laughs>
1: it'd be it doesn't make any <laughs> sense though. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: funny, treats him like he's a little, like a teenager. I mean, I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm
0: imagining the end where he's running through all those yards. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Can't leap over these hedges
1: the way I used to. I mean i I, I imagine Zach Efron will be in first Bueller's Day off the remake pretty soon, so
0: sure, sure we're a lot Handsome, of kids uh, at the Oscars this year. Well, people get younger, and Jack Zac Nicholson Afron. can't be there all the time. Yeah. Man, Ted Kennedy's reads. in the
1: hospital, right? so sure <laughs> Oscars mainstay Ted Kennedy. <laughs>
2: And, and Roy Scheider died so he
1: couldn't be <laughs> <in his laughs> year. well I mean the, it's you either had kids <laughs> or you was, had
2: oh man every year <laughs> Roy Scheider
1: you either had kids or you had Sophia Loren get, rising her dusty bones from the grave <laughs> <laughs> to appear on stage in, in some sort of Miss Havisham yeah, wedding dress she's, she's
2: taking some shots she's off <laughs> from fighting the fucking Thundercats <laughs> she's gonna die
0: next week and you're gonna feel so bad.
1: i will feel so, i have i have always had such a crush on her and like if you see the movie the millionaires she is so hot in that mm-hmm. and it just makes me wish i was around in the 60s to masturbate to her when she was young yeah you know I,
0: I'm, I'm glad that you went there
1: <laughs> listen i'm not gonna pull punches but <laughs> it goes to you're, Ren. You're,
0: you're no no no. i'm just glad that you're honest about your fantasy you're like fantasizing <laughs> about being alive back then but you were fantasizing about masturbating. For well, her. Let's, not that I, you like met her, I but... know I don't
1: have a chance with <laughs> yeah, Sophia Loren. Exactly. Come on. There you go. Peter Sellers didn't have a chance with her. I certainly don't. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I'm the first one to acknowledge the the beauties of Oscar past. You know, sure. but I will also make fun of them when they get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eva Marie Saint has aged also, but she has aged in a classy way. You know, yeah,
2: like Meryl Streep kind
1: of. Well, Meryl Streep is not anywhere near as old as <laughs> Sophia Loren or. Or even Marie Saint. I mean, she's older than us. She's okay.
0: like 60, isn't
1: she? She's No, she's a, she's aging well into, you know, the and she's finding the roles that Meryl Streep can find at that age, you know. But she's she a, she's.
2: bring her, like, daughter or something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot
1: of people brought their kids, it looked like. And Anne Hathaway brought her dad. Make Your best friend, Anne Hathaway. My best friend, Anne Hathaway.
0: make fun of the way people's daughters look, right?
1: I mean, we shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> we can...
0: Wait, were you going to make fun of the way Meryl Streep's daughter looked? No. I
2: thought she, I thought she looked cute. <laughs> Yeah, she
1: looked okay. Anywho, <laughs> should we talk about the awards, or should well, we keep talking about? God, wait,
2: if you were going to the Oscars, would you bring your dad or your dog?
1: I'd bring my girlfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> I'd probably bring my
2: wife. <laughs> I'd bring my dad. I think.
1: <laughs> I, I would love to, I, to the guy. I don't know your dad but i imagine the two of you just carousing around the oscars big mustaches yeah, I mean, beer in your hand
2: he would spend the whole time very uh, upset that he's out of the house <laughs> um, he'd be upset that there's that it's crowded any waiting in line that he would have to do
0: oh that sounds like me at the oscars
1: yeah sounds like me everywhere so,
0: let's actually talk about who
2: won things. I think, I think things. If, I, if I went to the Oscars, <laughs> I think some people might mistake me for Seth Rogen. That's why I have this mustache. Right.
1: They'd mistake you for the Rogen Brolin clone that broke out of the lab somehow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: let's get to the Oscars to
1: kill. Rogue, <laughs> Rogue Brolin's broken loose. The humor <laughs> the of The shock Brogan. collar's not working. The acting chops of Brolin, and finally. That was one, and uh, maybe segueing into the awards, I don't know. One of the sad things for me was I thought Heath Ledger... Deserved best supporting actors so much, but I wish that they could have given one to Josh Brolin also, because he was. Oh, he got the Golden Globe. Oh, uh, but because I thought he was so good in Milk, we talked about that before. He's I got guess.
2: Years to make good. Wait, I thought That's that. that he true. That's he's true.
0: Ledger got the Golden Globe too.
2: No, no Josh Brolin did. Really? Yeah. Keith Ledger got
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Ledger got nothing last night, too. <laughs>
2: His performance is the jokester just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> His performance as the jester. That was no, the, the number please. of times that they said joker in the ceremony I thought was funny. Movies can show you an old man going young again, or some crazy Joker bringing chaos to... That's my Will Smith for some reason. <laughs> Sounds like the Pepperidge Farm guy. <laughs> Just hearing them say Joker and like, Gotham City.
0: Jokers running amok in Gotham City again.
1: Like, it's it's sad a little bit to me how, how, how much of a thrill I still get from... Even though a movie like Dark Knight doesn't get nominated for anything, they cannot ignore it at the Oscars. Like, they still have to mention it. And at the end of Hugh Jackman's song when he yells, I'm Wolverine! I thought that was very funny.
2: It was good. I was really disappointed that uh, Will Smith was the one who had the presentation about action movies, and not my favorite current action movie star, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't. Maybe his hair didn't pass muster.
2: And he, he got a best. He got the best actor.
1: Yeah, for leaving Las Vegas. How
2: come he wasn't in that group?
1: It maybe wasn't available. They only so, ha- there. There are literally dozens of best actor winners. There are only five on stage. What's A
2: couple really crazy guys up there too. Like Anthony Hopkins seemed crazy. He is crazy.
1: Like, well, that's what I loved is is when uh, they say to Frank Langella. Your portrayal of Richard Nixon blew every other one away. And Anthony Hopkins is right there on stage. I wish they had cut to Anthony Hopkins, like, rolling his eyes or something. And then to, and then to Philip yeah. Baker Hall at home, rolling his eyes. Yeah. They yeah. yeah, have the camera set <laughs> Well, you saw Secret Honor. He's got cameras everywhere. There's a, there's a nanny cam at yeah. Philip yeah. Baker Hall's house. And then what? what? There, there, there he is.
2: Well, he's not even watching
1: the Oscars. And then what's the name of the guy who played? He's watching that show. What was the show that you guys were watching during the commercial break? Oh, 100, 100 Most Outrageous Home Video Moments. <laughs> that was the best. All we saw was wedding cakes falling over, one after the other. And then and then the the, the voiceover narrator goes, here's our favorite cake-based mishap. <laughs> it's like, why do you have to have a favorite in that category of cake-based mishaps?
0: I imagine him sitting at home. <laughs> The kitchen table writing out a list. No no, that's number three. (laughs) That was
1: either NBC or CBS. It was one of the other networks had that. And I love they're like, Oh, the Oscars are on. There's only one thing that can top it. Outrageous home videos two.
0: You would recommend um, seeking that show
2: out if they rebroadcast it.
1: I would love that show if (laughs) (laughs) everyone. Those
2: crazy home video shows—I've noticed them a lot more often lately. I don't know well, they're cheap to make, run. so. But the thing is, like, I would have thought, <coughs> like, yeah, YouTube, YouTube would have, have completely invalidated them. No, like, no. If you
1: want to
2: see a wacky home video, just fucking dial up to the webernet.
1: I'll tell you what YouTube. Put in the URL of YouTube I'll tell you what. Home videos all you want. I'll tell you what YouTube doesn't have. One, you've got to find them, and two, it doesn't have. Boom! Oh, that wasn't what I meant to do. You know, like the sound effects and the crappy cartoon voice. That was my favorite thing as a well, kid is watching America's Funniest Home Videos and be like, Oh, I hope I don't fall off this chair. <laughs> Boom. Okay. I okay. fell off the chair. I hope I don't get hit in the nuts. <laughs> oh, my nuts no, are so then... tender. I hope I don't get hit in them. Then oh!
0: <laughs> that makes it more interactive. What you do is you go out and you buy um, from a morning show, a radio morning show, a used sound effects. Machine, oh, okay. And you you sit get it your. home ha- and going to add your sound effects. You get your Hanna Barbera
1: sound effects CDs. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know. from your, uh, your Laugh Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that finally out on DVD? <laughs> Good. Is it Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray, now, so you can see all the dirt on the cells when they came from so Korea and didn't get cleaned is, is off. That done,
0: is that different from the Animal Olympics? Come on, come on,
1: man! <laughs> you might as well get mixed up with wacky racers. Anyway, uh, if we could be, be serious for a nice. moment, someone Did ruined we that.
2: About any winners
1: or losers? Uh, well, we talked. Or
2: are
1: they all winners? Well, here's the right? thing. No, so many of them are losers.
0: I don't. I haven't cared uh, less about who wins the Oscars in many a year. This is
1: the first time I cared about some of them, but I many of them I just wanted certain ones not to win out of spite.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, but, but even like there.
1: A Wally movie. No. Well, Wally. You know, but even there, it's not on. like it's the when best Crash the won
0: and I was furious. Here, like was Slumdog Millionaire won. <laughs> the
2: <theme>
0: <laughs> Here,
1: Slumdog Millionaire won, and I'm just sort of like, well, I wouldn't have gone that way. It was not you – because know? it was an inoffensive choice. It was not like A Beautiful Mind or Crash or, you know – what else recently? Gladiator, you know, where... Chicago. Chicago. where there's no way you can argue that that was the best movie. Like, Slumdog Millionaire, a lot of people liked it. It wasn't bad. It was, you know, it had things going for it. Was it the best movie of the year? No, but it was not. Like, the reader didn't win. Sorry, yeah. Stuart, which would have made me mad. Benjamin Button didn't win, which would have made me mad.
2: Well, yeah, the reader's not going to win because it wasn't the best picture. Clearly, we'll admit that I think Slumdog Millionaire is better put together, but there isn't enough about Slumdog Millionaire that I really like.
1: No, like, well, me it, either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I call it that either.
2: Like, that's a nice package. Like that's well put together. But like the reader, there's bits of it that I like a lot, but then a lot of it that was like,
1: man, eh, whatever, or that was stupid. But like, uh, yeah, it was uh, not a a year of passion for the Oscars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really would have liked to see Milk win. That sort of like was just yeah, out of my of top passion, five. Right? Mm-hmm. But
1: but I thought, but Sean Penn winning for Best Actor for Milk was great. Sure. I thought he, so I would. I would have been. That was not your choice, but I would have been disappointed if anyone else had won that. Who did, did you want, Frank Langella? I like Frank Langella. But like, if Mickey Rourke had won that, I, I read. A, I forget, I was reading somewhere online. They're saying like Sean Penn made himself into a character. Like, and what people were saying, at work was like. I didn't realize how a good job he did in Milk until he started talking at the Oscars, and I realized how much I hate him and how likable he was in Milk. Like, he made himself into this yeah. upbeat, likable person, whereas Mickey Rourke and the wrestler got a lot of notes. For not really doing anything that different from... I, being himself. Yeah. I it's not that not that different than, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme in uh, JCV. in JCVD, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. But I was rooting for him just because I wanted to see the awards speech that Mickey Rourke would have given. I think that would have really spiced up the well, ceremony. Then, like, I, book, I think
2: it would have been, been weird. Where she's you know Before she interviews Mickey Rourke, they're going through, like, a list of his career, and they're talking about, like, the high points... And then when they start on the downward slide they're like and here's Wild Orchid and uh, Nine and a Half Weeks and uh, what's the uh, with Angel Heart? Like okay, fine. But Angel Heart it wasn't like it's not that bad.
1: Uh-huh. And none of those movies are none of them are great, but they're not like a downward slide is if he was doing... if he no, was like he's
2: on fucking like
1: uh, Well, it's not like he's Tom Sizemore doing internet pornography, you know. But
0: but then again, he did make Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man,
2: which was when he started on his (laughs) own.
1: But it's like I didn't like the idea this this comeback idea of like, oh, it's the comeback kid, like, oh, finally he's rising from the ashes, Mickey Rourke. Like, there are better actors that have failed worse, and there have been bigger comebacks, and you know. Acting careers have ups and downs. That's what like Burt Reynolds' career has ups and downs. I
2: mean, like his his performance in Sin City was really
1: good. That was if if anything was his comeback. Sin City was his comeback. Yeah, like, he was great. In that and it was his first major release in a long time. You know, but he um I I I didn't like when the the five actors came out and they're like Mickey, you've been up, you've been down, you know, whatever he said. Like mm-hmm. you're back now. Like it felt like on I was saying yesterday, it felt like Top Chef or something where they're like. Carla, don't you have the craft but you didn't bring the taste on this one. Jeff, you're spreading yourself too thin. Mm-hmm. 3 mediocre dishes but no great dishes like this weird, like, I think that
0: would have been great, actually, if they all, if, <laughs> but if they didn't, like, they all came out and critiqued all of the and
1: critiqued like their careers, though. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't like it. I don't need them to inject any more drama into an award ceremony for actors making dramatic films. And like,
2: instead of giving out Oscars, they hand out roses to everyone <laughs> the Oscar. But or it's also here's like...
1: Emerald's new book, Mickey Rourke. Now you can cook New Orleans, but like film is such an uh, like it's about cons- a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the sex <laughs> uh, uh, film is about constructing emotional experiences. So like the Oscars should be they shouldn't be doing the same thing. I feel like if there's a real emotional experience that comes out of it then that's great but you know you shouldn't be pushing it that hard that like well there's like this whole whoever story. wins is the best but you also have the most story writing on you like, it's very american idly feeling. yeah
0: well also there's this whole sort of story ahead of time that this year the oscars would tell a
1: story yeah well they told the story of a movie being made yeah i is that really what it was well, because they were like the writer writes down then it's up to these people. Now it's the post-production ah, phase. I see. That's but there's right. one person we didn't mention: the director. See, I gotta keep all this
2: crazy shit all
0: I wish you it somehow ended, got that whereas I was oh, like there's no narrative
1: to this I wish the movie I wish this Oscars ended with an with an egg cracking open and a movie coming out of it <laughs> well,
2: like a film reel with like sexy legs
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly yes a film reel with sexy legs coming out of an egg <laughs> it's the weirdest thing since I don't know what somebody some Flophouse no, fan please sash- mock that up I don't have a
2: sash that says 2009 <laughs>
1: <laughs> movies 2009. But were there, were there any awards that you guys were really pissed off about? Or? Uh,
2: visual effects of Benjamin Button.
1: Yeah, kind of that was lame. And
0: Yeah, I haven't seen Benjamin Button, but just what I, what I have seen in clips, I was like, well, wow, this looks like a weird CGI fest.
1: That's one of those things that makes me wonder if, when George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they were like, it looks great. It looks real, just like we made it in the 80s. And I think that their eyes are maybe aren't trained the same way to see CGI. Like mm. when people used to watch stop motion animated films and they were like, It's so real they found footage of real dinosaurs. You know, like they <laughs> like they couldn't quite see the fakeness dinosaurs of it the same and way. Robots. I wonder if like older viewers their eyes are not trained to see huh. CGI the way that when I watch Blu-ray movies they look a little weird to me because of the crispness, crispness the Christmas of the image because of the crisp, crispness of the image they look weird so to me because I'm so used to watching videotape. So
2: you're blaming all the yes men that uh,
1: surround George Lucas. And, uh, well, <laughs> I am blaming them, but I, I wonder if like older pe- visual- if older effects people watch Benjamin Button were like it's seamless. How did they do it? Whereas when we watch it, we're like, "Oh, CGI, put his face on someone else's body, fake boat, <laughs> fake bullets." Oh, now it's a fake building. <laughs> Camera the, flies through fake town. And this one, he's just standing on his knees. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, green screen, blue screen, screen, screen. Like a trench. <laughs> I
2: mean, Dan, you brought. I mean, you brought this up in a number of conversations, but I think, I think why I was rooting for Dark Knight it's not just because Dark Knight's it's like a movie the best movie. But, that's for sure. But like the visual effects, like they made such an effort to do it all physically,
0: yeah. Like, they flipped so a fucking eighteen wheeler.
2: Like that's so much to me as like yeah, and, and maybe it's just our generation. No, like, no, the fact that we like it when when
1: things something. are real, yeah. yeah. When
2: somebody makes a fucking effort to like make a fucking cool puppet or something,
1: <coughs> yeah. Well, the same way that you know, y- like y- that Heath Ledger <laughs> puppet. <laughs> oh, yeah. sad. The Heath Ledger. Oh, not even say it. That's horrifying. The, and um, I thought it was weird. Heath Ledger's sister looked far too excited to be up at the podium in the Oscars I think celebrating her. Maybe. That well, I it. Was,
0: it was weird looking. Like, I mean, you know, it was a touching moment. But on the other hand, all I could think of was like I was mentally like, merging the parents together like, <laughs> to make Heath ledger yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's right they look they look like they could make Heath ledger
1: so you were yeah, until that moment you were doubting they were actually the parents <laughs> Exactly. speaking of parents the best shot of the night was when kate winslet thanked her dad and they cut to her dad wearing this like black <laughs> the shadow hat in the background <laughs> and smiling like the, you know a villain in the you know it looks like, looks- like you just fucking come
2: back from like solving the, the movie's <laughs> tomb <team> or something <laughs>
1: He, he dropped in on he dropped he parachuted into the stadium to the to the, to the arena or whatever auditorium. He, he,
0: he was lightning <laughs> fast on that whistle too, which you could hear across the
1: theater. Yeah, well, you know, he probably herds sheep or something in New Zealand, so <laughs> exactly. he just does that. But that was, was so great. It was like this great moment of like, ah, oh, Kate Winslet's dead. Is a character. <laughs> That's great. Oh, hey. <laughs> like Anne Hathaway's dad, I forget what the Hathaways do, but Anne Hathaway's dad looks like you know, like a retired. Naval Come on, your officer. buddy Anne Hathaway. I am not that close. Your best friend. I mean, I'll ask my Anne mom Hathaway. what her dad does for a living. Oh, the and I thought, honey. and I thought Anne That's Hathaway was was funny. very good in the in the opening number also. Yeah, I,
0: I do feel um, like she's been auditioning for a musical that no one has uh, written yet over the last. Well, several... Well, maybe like, she'll
1: be in the movie of she, Spring Awakening because
0: she was uh like she was singing this, she was singing all the time, and when she was hosting Saturday Night Live. But that's fine cuz I like musicals. So I would Baby actually Maybe she'll like finally to say have that
1: musical number in Rachel getting buried. The sequel I've been pitching to Rachel getting married. It's a funeral movie. I, uh, like no <laughs> And also Rachel and also, getting buried alive. <laughs> and also and mean, the horror film is Rachel getting <laughs> Scaried. Or the thriller would be Rachel getting harried. Yes. Uh-huh. And the, the werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah, Rachel getting harried. Uh, Rachel getting tarried. So the you're you're listening to a Mad TV pitch meeting <laughs> for a, a pitch meeting for a show that went off the air. You're you're listening to a co- late night with Conan O'Brien pitch meeting. Well, I think that I think
0: that probably the Mad TV writers uh, get together still every week to pitch things. <laughs> to pitch sketches. To,
1: All right, this character's annoying in this way and, and, and to and stave off the, off the pain.
2: Like, How can we make this sketch a little more conservative, guys? Um. So the 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 interesting thing about going with Anne Hathaway though was like. Amy Adams was like right there, and she's done a lot of musical shit, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if she was annoyed. Maybe she was like, like, man, I should have been up there with the <laughs> sexiest man in the universe. What do you think?
1: I wish I was up there singing with the old knucklehead,
2: he, Logan himself.
1: What he does isn't very nice. Yeah, that's. She, Anne Hathaway, for a moment was Hugh Jackman's Jubilee, <laughs> or Shadow Cat. Maybe Amy Adams is trying to shed the musical image. Who one for Best Supporting Actress? I mean, that would be great. Anelby Cruz, that's right. Okay. I haven't seen that yet, but I'd like to see it.
2: Although, like, they were kind of pitching that as, like, Woody Allen's comeback movie, but I kind of thought Matchpoint was...
1: Right. Every, every movie is kind of Woody Allen's comeback movie, because yeah. his next movie is usually not very good. A turd? Because then he did... Ma- <laughs> <laughs> you did that as if you were a wealthy dowager who had just been informed that there was a turd somewhere in the house. <laughs> in the soup tree. A turd? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Or Margaret Dumont Or Margaret Dumont Rich Little Little doing Margaret Dumont (laughs) As Jimmy Carter (laughs) Rich Little's obscure
0: impressions
1: (laughs) Obscure (laughs) impressions cavalcade Now Oh oh, here's another Marx Brothers favorite Here's Sig Ruman. Oh oh, I don't think the opera should do that Oh here for everybody's favorite It's Eugene Pallett Give me back my mutton leg It's from the Adventures of Robin Hood (laughs) Oh, who's this? Nat Pendleton? Yeah, oh, all right, Nick. I'll believe I'll you this time. It's from the thin man. <laughs> wow. This, room, this room's getting crowded what, with all these like, people in here. Who's that over there? Wait, I, was you ever bit by a dead bee? Oh, Mr. Brennan, please. <laughs> <coughs> I don't
2: think he broke
1: Dan. Yeah, I think so.
2: He? 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 I'm Vicky Jack Nick. I, I haven't seen it yet.
1: My girlfriend liked it a lot, and I'd like to see it. Okay. She went without me, because I was busy that night.
2: Because she wanted a night alone with Javier Bardem. No, she went with a friend of hers. And, well, wait, in that movie,
1: doesn't... Her friend, ha, her friend Javier Bardem. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So it was kind of like a night alone.
1: Yeah, only yeah. well, went to the movies, he rented out the theater, they Can made love. That, you know, uh, like, here's the problem yeah. We've talked about the popcorn trick How do you get your dick and the popcorn in Either the bucket's full of popcorn So you cut a hole open The popcorn yeah. drains out yeah. while you're putting your dick in Or you cut the hole You're walking around with the popcorn box on your dick And then they have to fill hot popcorn on your penis How are you going to stay erect think, That think, is a ter- That trick does not work yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, It's clearly he zips his pants He gets really horny because he's close to the girl Smelling in her okay. you know, female smells it's an instant boner that's so forceful oh, it
1: pops through I think this is the same conversation what was the name of oh feeling up that was the name of the movie that we came up with it nice. yeah. was entirely about Based that
2: loosely on uh, the uh, big sausage pizza
1: <laughs> you know um, <laughs> I don't remember ordering a sausage with a penis in it uh, apparently that was Mickey
0: Wark's big scene in Diner was the popcorn scene was it? it? it did that exact Frank. so it oh. all comes back around I don't, to the Oscars I don't remember Diner that well
1: yeah. anyway should that wrap up our Oscars talk?
0: Uh, yeah, let, let's uh, let's move on. We've been talking for a while. I'm going to run through some letters very quickly. Number one, from Matt, last name withheld. The Swing Vote installment was an excellent show. Stewart was sorely missed as the sarcastic subwoofer to Elliot's trivia <laughs> camp tweeter and Dan's normal vocal range. <laughs> wait, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm a baritone. It's just that yeah, Stuart was, is so low.
1: And I'm apparently only high-pitched <laughs> enough that dogs can hear.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Mr. Hines did a nice <laughs> job of... Bringing it, even though he didn't do a very good job of mentioning breasts. And both Dan and Will managed to keep Elliot's endless Gullion's list. Stuart,
1: yeah, Stuart, you've been falling down on the job this time, too. Goldie
2: breasts look
1: weird. Okay, what about Sophia Lorenz? Uh,
2: I was kind of scared.
1: <laughs> what about Sarah Jessica Parker's? Uh,
2: Yeah, not, not the deal. Were you as
1: disappointed as I am that uh, Jessica Beale was showing very little?
2: Yeah, what the fuck
1: was she wearing? She's wearing like a towel made out of silk wrapped around yeah, her. Yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, <laughs>
0: anyway, and both Dan and Will managed to keep Elliot's endless list to a reasonable length, stopping him before he reached scroten scrotables <laughs> and slurpent gulpables.
1: Those are pretty good.
0: Thank you for continuing to prove that young white men are not obsolete. And uh, he says,
1: <laughs> "It's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange comment." So Matt last name with L
0: P-S-S-S Nude pics, please. <laughs> so there you go.
2: Nice. I'll oh, get right on it.
0: So we've got. One from Carl, last name withheld. People of the Flophouse, longtime listener, first-time caller. In fact, I'm listening to your latest podcast as I write this. You're babbling about goats and it's weird, but that's why I tune in. To kind of half-listen while I do other stuff.
1: Oh, the highest compliment. Uh,
0: you guys got into an argument a few minutes ago in my frame of reference, I mean. So he's
1: live-blogging the show to us. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you what's going on <laughs> in the Flophouse right now. Let me now.
1: give you a play-by-play on what you did last week.
0: About how unbelievably dumb it would be not to know what pro-life meant. Word of God, my sister, 21 at the time, a Bible-thumping Republican, proudly voted for Al Gore in the 2000 election because, quote, he was the one who was pro-life or whatever, right? <laughs> so in that respect, the movie wasn't as absurdist as you suggest. Uh. Please do a movie set in the Middle Ages sometime soon. I have a medieval blog... I will link to it on the website.
1: Mm, maybe it's time to bring out Dungeon Siege in the name of the
0: king. Yeah, I can <laughs> promise you a featured <laughs> article, which would almost certainly bring you six, maybe seven new listeners. Ooh. So that, there, there you go. That brings
2: us from two
1: to eight. <laughs> That's pretty good. We will have more than trebled.
0: Here uh, from Colin,
1: last name withheld. It's like we get only people from the Witness Protection Program.
0: Sure. Uh, you have talked briefly about how the Academy more often than not gives the best picture Oscar to the wrong movie. Almost always. Goodness knows I've been disappointed time and time again by the nod towards, say, Dances with Wolves over Goodfellas, or the English Patient winning over Fargo. Uh, Given my prior success with multiple viewings of Robocop and Pump Up the Volume, I might have been able to sneak a copy of Goodfellas (laughs) into the house when my parents were away somewhere, but it flew under my teenage radar for a few years. But going back, uh, as far as you like...
1: Goodfellas was unwatchable, but Robocop, (laughs) I'll let my kids watch that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it has a better message,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, Oh, half robot half man, I'll cop. Yes. Yeah.
2: he's also got a heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's basically just the Tin Man updated. Curious to know if there are examples where you feel the Academy
0: got it right and gave the best picture officer to the best <laughs> film. We were talking about this, the one, the one that both Elliot and I came up with immediately was The Apartment.
1: The Apartment is maybe the best purely Hollywood film ever made. But also, I mean, you could say All Quiet on the Western Front has held up well. You could say that all About Eve is not one of my favorites, but you could make a good case for it. The same with, um, what else am I thinking of? I'm having trouble remembering some of the other ones. But there are movies that, like The Lost Weekend is a very good movie that I believe won Best Picture if I'm remembering mm-hmm. it correctly. There aren't, they're, they're not always wrong, but they're just wrong most of the time. And many times the best movies are not nominated. You have the, for the 50s through the ever uh, is when it, things really got bad. Like in the 50s and, and 60s. The studios really learned how to game the system, so stuff like Greatest Show on Earth or Around the World in 80 Days would win, or like Dr. Doolittle would get nominated for Best Picture, and just garbage. So, um, but it's not always, there are times when it's right. But The Apartment is the the main one.
0: And uh, he says he'd like to know our thoughts on Best Original Screenplay Awards, that with a few exceptions, the nominations and winners have been a highlight for me more consistently than any other category. Points out that War Games was actually nominated for a... Best screenplay Oscar.
1: I mean, Fargo won Best Original Screenplay, which yep. which goes a long way. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane won Best Original Screenplay.
0: Uh, Elliot's not as big a fan as I, but I was talking about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I think that's a great screenplay pick.
1: I mean, but it, the screenplay, the thing about screenplays, it's the it seems to be the place where they kind of like can slip in sometimes. Yeah. A, a movie that isn't necessarily, especially in the nominees, I'll they can. You a mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, that is that. Would that be original <laughs> or adapted? That's the thing.
0: Yeah, that's adapted.
1: But, like, the fact that Wally was nominated for Best Original Screenplay is a really good thing. You can't, you almost feel like if it wasn't a screenwriting category, it wouldn't have had a chance because, you know, sc- the screenwriters, at least at the very least, still nominate things that aren't necessarily, even if they're big movies, they're necessarily the ones that win other awards. And they do, I mean, I'm a guild member, so I got to stick up for screenwriters and say they do a good job all the time. But on the other sure, hand, you also you got... have
0: to take on apprentices as a guild member. Yes, well, I have to.
1: I, I'm, Johnny Tremaine. I'm an apprentice. So yeah, I've blown off some part of my hand, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> in a <laughs> screenwriting accident. You take on like, <laughs> kind of apprentices like Johnny Tremaine. No, I'm in, a, in should, an apprenticeship you should, right now. Uh, you should yeah. not put gunpowder in your typewriter. So I do a lot. <laughs> I, do a, I do a lot of like using an anvil and wearing a weather, leather apron, and but like that's then, for you
0: sexual mean, you reasons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see America get born. Not everything is like Johnny Tremaine, but the uh, but the, I think you're wrong on that Elliot. But everything even, is like Johnny Tremaine. Even the screenwriters get taken in sometimes. Like you have like Juno winning last year, which was unle- Unless, as I've said before, Juno is a brilliant experiment in doing everything the opposite of how you're supposed to do it when you write a screenplay. In which case it deserves the award for working to a certain extent by while doing everything wrong that you could possibly do.
0: Okay, I want to get one last letter in. Hello, Dan and Stuart and Elliot. Just listen to your what? Oscar.
1: Hey, I like the way this one starts. Yeah. Friendly like.
0: Oh, this is from Jen, last name withheld, who's a big uh, fan. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, As I, opposed <laughs> to these other letters, which are from jerks who hate us.
0: <laughs> well, she's linked to us on her website uh, a few times. We get some traffic uh, That's nice. from her. Her website, website withheld. I'll put, I'll put a link up. Just listen to your Oscar movie minute. And I wanted to agree wholeheartedly with your mention of the disappointing lack of nomination for Chris Nolan as a director. I couldn't believe he got passed over for Ron Howard. But what surprised me even more is that I listen to a ton of film podcasts. I sit in front of the computer all day at work, so seriously, I listen to pretty much everyone with a microphone and a podcast and a film opinion. And of all the Oscar discussions I've heard so far, you're the only one that brought this up. So kudos for agreeing with me. I want to mention I, I heard a, a Battleship Pretension is another podcast that uh, mentioned it. And I want to mention them because they're a lot more popular than us. What are they called? Battleship Pretension. That's a
1: good title. That's a better title than the Flophouse. It's a play on a famous movie that no one's seen, and uh, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it kind of is self-mocking.
0: It's a good show. I say that in the hopes that maybe they're listening,
1: and they'll plug us. They're too busy pretending they've seen Eisenstein films. Um, On my new podcast, Alexander (laughs) Nemsky. That's not even a (laughs) pun. No, it's not. Not a pun at all. I couldn't think of anything that sounded like Nevsky.
0: Also, if you're wondering to whom that Wall-E Peter Gabriel song could possibly appeal, uh-oh, I have the answer. My three-year-old daughter Elizabeth. Oh,
1: boo! <laughs> Your daughter has terrible taste. <laughs> she will provide her. Play own. her some X-ray specs or something. She'll provo- <laughs> after, hearing, after hearing
2: it sung by John Legend. I, I
1: have to say the John Legend version was much better than the Peter Gabriel version.
0: She will provide her own rendition of the song, an endless repeat at top volume without anyone even asking oh, her to. that's adorable. It's quite pleasant and peaceful, really. I can only conclu- conclude that the Academy voters all know young children who do the same thing and were brainwashed into voting for the song.
2: Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I listened to fucking uh, Kenny Loggins' tapes so on fucking <laughs> repeat all the time. <laughs> Kids it's likes, a like stuff. Taste I have.
0: That's a pretty impressive for a three-year-old to sing a, a Peter Gabriel song. Well, that,
1: what's weird is that she started with Bico. <laughs> this is actually her second Peter Gabriel song. <laughs> yep. She's really concerned with <laughs> South African <laughs> issues. Uh, well, I, that's true. I had forgotten, frankly, that Wally being a child is so well made that you forget it's a children's film to a certain extent. So it makes sense that they would have a song that maybe kids like uh, because they don't have a fully formed sense of taste uh, and don't know when songs are bad. But that that kid sounds adorable, mm-hmm. and I will say I'm going to go out on a limb and say Christopher Nolan will be remembered as a great director at some point.
2: I think what he's going to do is he'll pull the David Fincher thing where he,
1: he makes, makes a awesome shitty movie, movie that uh,
2: the Academy totally ignores, and then he's going to make a crappy, really long movie. But
1: he, he's made a couple awesome movies now.
2: Yeah, but same thing with David
1: Fincher. Yeah, I guess I don't know as big a fan of David Fincher. Uh,
2: Alien Three. <laughs> Listen,
1: I'm not forgetting Alien <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> In Your face. You're right. Okay,
2: so so I think next year Christopher Nolan will get best director for making I don't know Benjamin Button Part Four or something. So that's because
1: Part Two and Three will have also come out. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: even Buttoner direct to DVD. But uh, so that's Stewart's
0: dramatic prediction <laughs> for next year.
1: And what are you going to do if that prediction me doesn't me scry-
2: come true? Let me scribe <gasps> with my room sticks. So. <laughs> Hold on, let
1: me scrape this pork shoulder <laughs> and read these entrails. I have Guy Ritchie for Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. Well,
0: as Stuart uh, concludes his infernal rights, <laughs> I'm
1: Dan McCoy. And I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen, $115 richer, because I won my Oscar pool at work. Good night. <laughs> Should Stuart continue talking about Cooch, or what's... It, what, a your, different your, subject, or? The tables, the tables this is a wobbly table. Well, why are you, you need a new, on you need a, oh, okay, I won't <laughs> lean on the table. A piece of furniture <laughs> made to have weight rested upon it. It's, cause it's old, we'll get a new table. You should get a new, t- I'll, maybe I'll get you one as a birthday present. Winter birthday? <laughs> yeah,
0: with your big, uh, Oscar pool winnings? Got that
1: right. I could afford a table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, up, I'm not guaranteeing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not not guaranteeing it.
2: So do we possibly have it in writing?
1: No, that would be... Is
2: it because you like Kate character in the reader? Um,
1: No, it's not at all.
2: Are you illiterate?
1: I'm not illiterate.